Welcome to this edition of Hindsight is Horrifying, the show where three mostly normal and somewhat cynical adults discuss life as members of the TV generation. Now here are your hosts, Darth Jader, Jason Mitchell and Adam B. Good evening and welcome to another exciting edition. Oh, wait, wait, wait just, just walk right all over my NPR thing I was going to do. <laughs> Sorry, do it again. Ah, I was going to do an NPR thing. I was going to go, What's hello, the NPR he- thing? hello and welcome to a very NPR edition of Hindsight is Horrifying. Dude, yes. don't use your sexy voice on because, us. Because I have a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> You've almost got a tactile neck. I'm, I'm so, <laughs> and that's better. Well, your sweater is black and his is slightly darker black that's true so that's, that's true. yeah that, it that, makes that, a big yeah. difference no, that is it. <laughs> and now he's short a slightly darker black yes. ones uh we are uh being moody um and pensive and pensive people because you can tell we're like super i'm, I'm like emo uh, you guys are an, <laughs> death to america yeah oh wow emo uh, whatever they do oh emo i miss yeah, him I like my emo. favorite uh, song is stabby rip step step <laughs> <laughs> we're doing uh we are doing a classic film of uh horror some would call it psychological horror yeah uh, I, I would run with that but the most impressive thing about this movie is that it is in the public domain so mm-hmm. we're going to be able to show it to you so I'm going to get it started while Darth tells us a little bit about what we are going to be watching. Yes. Yeah, so this was a Jason Mitchell selection. As you hindsighters are very well aware, Jason loves to play this game where he falls down the rabbit hole of selection of incredibly odd movies. So he lets the streaming pick his movies for him sometimes. And this is the result of that process. So this particular movie is called Carnival of Souls. And gentlemen, I was surprised at the length of the synopsis. Because some of the best movies out there maybe have like a one or two sentence summary, but this one is as follows. Mary Henry, Candace Hillegoss, ends up the sole survivor of a fatal car accident through mysterious circumstances. Trying to put the incident behind her, she moves to Utah and takes a job as a church organist. But her fresh start is interrupted by visions of a fiendish man, Herc Harvey. And as the visions begin to occur more frequently... Mary finds herself down to the deserted, or drawn to the deserted carnival on the outskirts of town. The strangely alluring carnival may hold the secret to her tragic past. And we have a movie. Yes. Woo! Woo-hoo! Here we have. We, okay, so we are at the very beginning of Carnival of Souls, mm-hmm. 1962 movie directed by the man with the greatest name in the history of filmmaking. Herc Harvey. Herc Harvey. Herc Harvey. Herc Harvey. Herc Harvey. Finally, you're showing a movie that was shot before I was born. (laughs) (laughs) They're hard to find. They're hard to find. He's so self-conscious. Yeah, well, that's why we're doing a whole D.W. Griffith retrospective next year. Mr. Brown remembers (laughs) the exciting days of vaudeville. Yes, exactly. Uh, Carnival of Souls is a movie. It it is a low-budget horror movie. Surely. um, Made for... I I think the number is on the internet. $13,000. $13,000. Yes. Um, The director, the producers, everybody waived their fees, waived their, not fees, their their salaries, whatever. Uh, The only person who was paid to be in the movie is the actress. Mm -hmm. Candace uh, Hillegoss. Candace Hillegoss, who is still alive. Is she really? She is. Yeah, she she She's is like still eighty something. Yeah. Because I think she was born in thirty five, thirty four, thirty five. I'm not doing yeah. math. She she has uh, Candace Hillegoss was not in much. No. Um, yeah, I was not familiar <clears throat> with her at all. Well, that that I makes sense. Uh, I think she was in an episode of Quincy. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie that we are now watching together uh, was so bad and was received so poorly that her agent dropped her. Oh, because oh, he no. saw them. He saw this movie and that was it. He was out, we're her. done. We are done. And, and presumably destroyed her career. That sucks. Know. And that was it. And all because she was, she was in a movie. It's not her fault. No. Well, an interesting fact about her. I'm, I was looking up how old she is. She's 86. She was born in 1935. She's only five foot two. She seems much she taller very, in this movie, but she, she looks was wearing, a lot taller. In she this was movie. wearing heels, but even so, I don't think she, I don't, that can't be right. But the interesting part is that she had a spouse, uh, Nicholas Coster, uh, and the funny part here is that their marriage seemed to have ended in 1981, but the date that they got married is a complete mystery. It's not reported. It says question mark to 1981. So. How fitting for the star of yeah. Carnival of Souls, which. Which begins in Utah. Um, no, she moves to Utah. Oh, that's right. She moves to Utah. I think it was all filmed in Utah, though. Oh, I don't doubt yeah. it. No. Um, our our main character, uh, Mary, Mary uh, is in a car that crashes through the railing on an old country bridge. But because? Well, what? Yeah, what? let's oh, talk because, about why. Yeah, yeah well, because she, uh, they were in a bit of a, of a race. Yeah. They were in a drag race going approximately 15 miles an hour. Not yeah. even. Not even. <laughs> when they yeah. were going over the bridge, I, I'm thinking they're doing five miles per hour. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was funny. Yeah. Um, the magic of Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. the magic of Salt Lake City. Yeah. Um, Where the rivers are made, uh, they consist of pure tar. Yeah. <laughs> and mud. Yeah. yeah, seriously. Because So, yeah, the kids are drag racing, and there's not even really a big motivation behind that. It's literally, she's in... A car with three other kids and a mentally disabled yeah, yeah. mentally disabled man pulls up next to her <laughs> and he's yeah. like, "Hey, y'all want to race?" And they barely race, and then her car goes over the bridge, and uh, uh, all of her friends pass away, and she stumbles out of the river mysteriously. Nobody knows how she survived such a crash. They're yeah. in muddy water; they could not even find the car. Right. Exactly. They they had to keep sifting the river because the car, it's. It's an old car. You'd think that it'd be heavy enough to actually just stop wherever it lands in the river because the current isn't going uh, that fast. So, it's but, called, but yeah, it was suspend your disbelief. Yeah, yeah. but it was oh, okay. cars back then were were often referred to as boats. Yeah, yeah. You see? Oh, you so know. true. Yeah, so, they went on know. a three hour tour. Um, no, so this this movie is if you're ever going to watch this movie, and it is like we said, it's public domain. Um, you, you can, can get watch it on it YouTube. For free, so. <laughs> yeah, you can see it for free. Um, but this movie is sort of if you if you think you know where it's going and you think you know the secret, the twist of the movie, you do. Yeah, it's the most <laughs> obvious thing ever. It's not. A, I mean, she's dead. Let's just go ahead and say that. Spoiler alert. Geez. She's dead. Yeah, yeah, she, she died, and that's why all these weird things are happening to her. Well, I figured that out pretty early, as you were saying, Jason. It wasn't hard to connect those dots, but I even wrote in my journal, like, oh. Also an organist. <laughs> John, this bathroom's been closed for 40 years. <laughs> but the entire movie is literally just her having some sort of out-of-body experience, fever dream before she dies. Yeah, that, that's one of the problems. They never actually explain why it was that she... she Whatever. Yes, I, I just wanted to show the audience some of the magnificent cinematography. Oh, yes. That you get to see. I mean, this is why motion pictures were invented so that people, 
you know, they could actually go and see office buildings like this, or they could see like small carpenter shops. <laughs> with with with, uh, with Snap On Tool, did you see yeah. the Snap On Tool? Oh yeah, girls no. on the back. It was yeah. it was awesome. I did not see do, it. Do you remember the Snap On Tool discussion? We have to have had this conversation before. We did because okay. I, I was listening to it. <laughs> I'm blanking. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. It's, right it's now. a it's a tool company that just prided themselves in having at one time nude women, now very scantily clad women, advertising their tools. And there's a scene in, in there where all the guys are like doing some woodwork and you can see all the snap-on tool oh, posters, okay. calendars Yeah, I think we back. did discuss this. On so keeping with the common theme tonight of boobs. Yes, of course. <laughs> Which yes. is actually sort of the overall arc of the show. Um, <laughs> Do tell. I don't, I don't know how. But, um, <laughs> Isn't it always the arc of any show for a man? Like that's... Well... Boobs are a primary focus. Well, speaking of boobs, um, I want to get back to uh, Mary. Yes. Yeah. Um, the dress she wears, it, it's rather flattering on her figure, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's kind of hot. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she, she's hot. I like her nose. Just and she doesn't look really five old. foot two here. She's got a bit of an Uma Thurman look, but not as severe. Yeah. Like, her, she's got softer features. Yeah, much She's got softer. those big yeah. eyes, just like Uma Thurman. Well, one, one interesting decision that was made, and I, I guess this is, well, okay, Part of the enigma behind this movie is that it is it's a bad movie. Everybody knows it's a bad movie. The, the guys who made it say it's a bad movie. Oh, and yet, don't doubt it. But and, and yet, you see this movie having influence on other people. Oh um, yeah, Romero. I tons of reviews. Yeah, I mean Romero said this movie was what inspired him to make Night of the Living oh, Dead. Okay. Huh. Um, it and it. I like movies where. Yes, you failed, but I saw what you were going for. Yeah, you see the merits behind it. Yeah, I know what you were trying to do here, and I respect that. I respect it. I, I think it's kind of cool that they give her a weird uh, job, mm -hmm. and what is what is her employment? Oh, I already mentioned this in the synopsis. Oh. She becomes an organist. Yes. Well, presumably she was one before. Yes. <laughs> well, it just says she takes a job as an organist, yeah. but she clearly played before because right. she's playing in her hometown. and She's a musician. Yeah. She makes it very clear that she's just taking it as a job. She's not a churchy. No. no churchy? churchy. Is, that the, is that the term? That's the term. The oh, churchy. Okay. Good to know. She goes to the church to play and earn money, and then she leaves the church. Yeah, she thinks about it as a place of business. She yeah, specifically, she tells Pervy McPerverson this when uh, <laughs> she, because she's renting a room in a house, and she is. Oh, uh, Senator Packwood. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Uh, no, so <laughs> I gotta find his name. Oh, you've got uh, yes. she, Cool. So yes. his name, his name is Linden Sydney Berger, but he plays John Linden. Mm -hmm. I want, I want to show the audience here. This is uh, the bridge where the the accident at the beginning of the movie occurred. And when they shot this, they actually ran a car off a bridge. Really? And, yeah, and they 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 found a town where they, the town said, if you pay for us to fix it, then you can do it. And you they so, the bridge. Okay. Yeah, so they, they drove a car off and, a bridge. Did you hear how much he paid to fix it? No, how much was it? $13. <laughs> Thir Are you kidding? Thir <laughs> no, $13. <laughs> wow. That's pretty awesome. But if you look at it, it's just wood. It yeah, was it's just, just plywood. Like, they just yeah. screwed a few beams together and, and they, they fixed it. But, but yeah, it was a different time back in 1962. It yes. was. In, in Utah. Yeah. yeah in, Utah. in Utah specifically. Yeah, this is, this is the only movie I can think of that's like, what, what other movies are like Utah? Got none. I can't think of a single one. Mm -hmm. Any other state, Arkansas, Montana, West Virginia, there's movies that come up. 
Okay. Utah? Mm, not so much. Book of Mormon? I don't, you know, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. But, but Ma- so Mary's skipping town yes. to go start her life anew. And she's gonna make it on her own. <laughs> no, she's not. She's dead. Who's that girl? Doesn't matter. Because she is dead. Uh, yeah, you come to find at the end of the movie, uh, because at first it seems as though she mysteriously survives, but she goes through these bizarre series of events while she's trying to start her life over and jason was correct they never explain exactly what this is it's not some fever dream or you really don't know what it is that she's having maybe her brain is in the process of dying after she's in the car crash but i didn't even think about that that's pretty uh impressive i didn't that i i think you you might be the first you might be the first person to ever posit that theory about this movie. Well, cause you because you have to wonder. She well, because the actual, her. the theories usually are that she died and for some reason death didn't get her. And like she she's is. In purgatory. Yeah. Like right. it's typically interpreted as she's a ghost. Okay. But that is actually a very interesting take that she is still in the process of dying. Yeah. That's what I would think I because know. it's almost like when you, when you have fever dreams, just when you're sick, what the t- changing temperature of your body, the discomfort while you're trying to sleep. I have crazy dreams when I'm sick because my body just can't settle down and get comfortable. And I have the most bizarre dreams when I'm ill. So that's what this made me think of is that she's traumatized. Like her body just went through uh, Blunt force trauma fell off a bridge. You don't know. Ah, the director. <laughs> we'll get to that. But yeah, it comes it comes full circle when you discover at the end Mary's dead in the car with the rest yeah, of her friends. Yeah. So none of the movie actually Spoiler happened. Beso- besides yeah, the car well. wreck and the the race, none of this movie actually. Which I happened. I actually think it's good to have this movie spoiled because if you watch it from the standpoint of having no interest in resolving the mystery. I think then you can just concentrate on <laughs> gasp crash. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I wrote that in my notes because uh, Mary has these visions. Uh, as I mentioned in the synopsis, she starts seeing this very spooky uh, spirit. The man. man. Uh, we'll call him the man. And uh, yes, he is the director. He keeps popping up at inconvenient times and scaring Mary. And she's in the middle of driving to Utah and she's in her second car crash because she sees the spirit hovering outside the window of her car. And it's so underwhelming because it's literally just <laughs> gasp, thunk, <laughs> and nothing happens. Yeah, she 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 needs to avoid cars. <laughs> I I would I would say maybe I don't know buses would probably be okay, but I'm kind of thinking now maybe if she was on a Greyhound bus, it would like go off a cliff and into the water. And she explode. tried to get yeah. yeah. Or there could be Sandra Bullock would be driving. In the, in the bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But the the. And I will say the genius, because there are little flashes, I think, of genius in the movie. Oh, agreed. In the artistically whacked out moments. Ladies and gentlemen, Alcatraz. Oh, yeah. There's the... the uh, Carnival. Yeah, the carnival, which was a real place in Utah that was abandoned. And apparently, uh, Herc, like that image driving past it made him go, I, I want to make a movie. He conjured the film. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. That that building is the reason this movie exists. Yeah. Um, very cool. But um, but no, but there is this sort of... And now it's a Macy's department store. Yeah. <laughs> but you said or the whatever. truly whacked out moments. Yeah, the, the, the abstract moments of the movie uh-huh. are really good and creepy. And, you know, they kind of keep you guessing a little bit. You don't know what the abstract thing is going to be next. Right. So it's like, oh, well, that's weird. That's interesting. What's going on? And, you know, the the unfortunate part is that it's basically a crappy 50s or 60s B movie, 
with those touches of genius. So it's not something that's going to survive in the market. Now, of course, it has become a cult hit. Yes. Uh, there was a remake. Re- in, re-release and a remake. Yeah. Really? Yeah, the remake was... How do you guys get all this information? I googled articles about this. We call it the internet. I, I have know. a. We have I books at home. My... We have books with every every piece of information in the world. Oh, books—the primitive form of the uh, Blu-ray. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> um, it was between VHS and DVD. Um, <laughs> no, uh, but um, but I honestly, when I googled this movie, I didn't find much information on it. I found some reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. I got the IMDb information. Well, there is a website about the movie and about um, Herc Herc Harvey. Okay. And there is actually a Leonard Malton review. Do you remember Leonard Malton? Vaguely. I think it was from Entertainment Tonight. He was a film critic. I can't remember what TV show it was, but very popular in the late 80s throughout the 90s. And in in 1990, this was re-released 27 or 28 years after it was released in theaters. Released in theaters. And Leonard Malton reviewed it and interviewed... Caitlin Hildegas. Herc Harvey. Oh, oh. No, no, Candace. Candace. Yeah, he did. Candace. Candace did. She, you know, she did have a little bit part in this in this interview. But they interviewed her, Carvey, and, and he was talking about it's, it's kind of amazing that you know this horrible film is is being resurrected, <laughs> you know, and that, and that my whole, I guess my whole swan song, so to speak, is this one film, and and it's coming back, and so. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you got to think, you know, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people who try to shoot something are just forgotten nothing they make survives nobody cares about it this guy made a movie that is i mean for god's sakes there's a criterion edition of this movie right you know if you can buy the criterion blu-ray you know fully restored special edition um and i found a review by matt brunson that actually agrees with a lot of the points you've been making jason he says it's one of those unique horror movies where the low budget gritty footage and rough performances combine to create not only an unsettling atmosphere of dread but also a study of existential angst in the face of unimaginable horror. Yeah, and, and I like... I think that's a pretty concise way of putting it, honestly. Yeah, yeah it's sort of like the the mistakes actually add up to something. They do, um, because at first it doesn't seem like there are consequences to anything. It all seems like random bits that are strung together. Right. Because she, Mary has these uh, sort of episodes where people think she's going insane because oh, she, pl- she plays obscene church music <laughs> oh that yeah, no, was, oh my god it wasn't even like i i was oh. like what's so obscene about this but- she was going on a riff you know not necessarily paying church music and then she gets attacked and fired yeah, she fires her. this isn't even during a ceremony this is no. after, after hours a little fun she was having yeah, she never actually got to play for the congregation, I don't think. No. She just practiced the whole thing. Or maybe she did. I don't know. She might have. Maybe she but, did. I didn't notice. But she's, well, like but, you said, she doesn't play much organ. No. <laughs> <laughs> to which to which I said, yeah, go ahead and ask Mr. Linden. Clearly <laughs> she doesn't play a lot of organ. She definitely didn't play his organ, that's But for didn't sure. you feel like she was under attack? The whole film yeah. by by zombies, by a priest, by a well, pervert yeah, and a pervert priest, you know, not no, so no, no, pervert the, as priest. But then the, the next priest wasn't a pervert. Well, he was, but not to her. <laughs> what? I must have missed this part. How, where was the priest a pervert? He's a priest. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You're, I mean, come on. Literary assumption. Yeah, Got it. Of Got it. I'm with Please you. don't molest me. You're not my type. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> You're a little too, uh, I don't know, female. <laughs> Here, I got a fake beard you can put on. We could try that. Um, eh, just turn around. I got a Boy Scout uniform in or somewhere. <laughs> uh, 
So oh I, I tell you, I go down little rat holes, like with IMDb. So I rabbit click, holes, uh, rat, rabbit. Is it rat or rabbit? I don't know. Rabbit holes. I think rat holes are what the Nazis used to escape. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought rat holes were. Yeah, no, those were rat lines. Yeah, I thought that was sexual <laughs> code for something. I go down the rabbit hole. So, so the, the guy who played John Linden, who was a very uncomfortably froward fellow. Yes. I mean, he was all over, you know, Mary in this whole film. Yeah, he was uncomfortably pushy because, I mean, you know, there's. Do girls have to ex- to endure that kind of stuff? Oh, hell yes. Okay. All right. I didn't, you know, I've never been a girl. That we know of. <laughs> well, I've dressed as a woman, but I've never actually really <laughs> identified as a woman. Oh, yeah. Like, there are men like that. He wasn't scarily aggressive. Like, she ended up scaring him off because she she sees the myst- the mystery spirit man and freaks out. And he's like, oh, she's nuts. And he runs away from her and leaves her alone after that. But, yeah, like. I- <laughs> Which is a flaw in the movie, by the way. Because that dude. Nothing's going to, if he thinks yeah. he can get laid. And she's like the only woman his age <laughs> in town. He's going to deal with it. Yeah. Do you mind if we use my gag ball so I don't yeah, hear yeah. about the creepy guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, women have to deal with stuff like that all the time. Like you'll go to a bar and some douchey guy might be hitting on you. And if you turn him down, suddenly you get called names like other, they assume you're gay or something like that. And just like. Oh, it, it, you hurt their ego when you turn them just, Yeah, I know. It's so cases. offensive. Just because I walk into a bar holding hands with a guy, you know, and people assume, <laughs> yes. hey, I mean, come on. Give me know? a break. I had a nickel. <laughs> but uh, yeah, some guys have do nickels. get uncomfortably forward like that, and it's it's really annoying, especially when you're like a bartender or something, and it's like, oh, man, she's paying attention to me. Well, yeah, that's my job. Well, <laughs> well tell us more about this actor. Yes, well, I, I have please. to tell you, that's exactly where I'm going. So I went down the rabbit hole for Sidney Berger, <laughs> John Linden, because I was attracted to the pervert. I don't know why. And as it turns out, he only he, he only had two roles. He had a role in, in Carnival of Souls in 1962, and Carnival of Souls in 1999? Oh, he actually, he... He was the bar, a bartender. Okay, now oh, I got to see the remake now. We got to. I, yeah, I, I've, never, I've never seen the remake. But then, but then I think to myself, oh, here's a poor broken actor, probably got two roles, never did anything else. Well, as it turns out, he stood up an extraordinary educational, theater educational program at the University of Houston. And train many, many professional really? actors. Yes, the the John or uh, Dennis Quaid, <laughs> Randy the, Quaid, uh, Randy Quaid. <laughs> did, he, did he instruct them in the Linden style <laughs> of lechery? Well, I, I do believe that that was a character <laughs> because they them? said he was the sweetest, you know, just yeah. most wonderful guy. As long as you did what he said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he is. If you're watching the movie, he's a bit much of a pervert. But yeah, but, but, he, but he can't have sex against a woman's will without thinking about rape, though. But but what was that? Who, who was it's the a family guy, guy joke? Uh, no, but I, I sent you the, the screenshot. I sent you both the screenshot. Jason didn't read it. Yes. What, what was the what's the show that Jason really loves? <laughs> the Big Bang the Theory. The Big Bang Theory. Who's the who's the kooky? Oh, oh, Jim, kidding. Yeah. Jim, what's his name? Jim Parsons. He Jim, plays Sheldon on the Big Bang so Theory. Jim pa- Parsons was one so of his students. If, it, if 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 he had never stood up this program, there might not have been a Big Bang Theory. Damn you, Lyndon! <laughs> Damn you, Lyndon! <laughs> Yes, but but nevertheless, so he worked there for forty years. That's cool. That's, That's really years. cool. You can imagine what those classes were like. It's like now, if you want to be a lech, like you have to, I want you to access something. <laughs> Reach for the primordial. Do you remember when that man touched you wrong? Access that. 
Yes. It's your strength on stage. It's Aaron. And come film. here. I'm going to reenact my only <laughs> my only film <laughs> film role with you right now to show you how to get into character. It's just a <laughs> spike a woman's coffee. We're going to do some method acting <laughs> yeah. now. You imagine him like always coming up with, well, this reminds me very much of the time I was with Herc Henry, the legendary director. Herc Harvey. Harvey, whatever. <laughs> the legendary Herc Henry. Buck Henry, now that would have been better. And like um, he just rotates through all the women in his class. Let me demonstrate a love yes. scene as from you know, Carnival of Souls. <laughs> but yeah, there's I, I'm forgetting, what's the... Uh, the oh, Aunt I can't Aunt remember. Her yeah, name. she does no, look I, like I gotta show you watch when she turns and she she puts her. I know this is minor stuff. Did you see the continuity area? She actually turned and then suddenly she was two yep. two yeah, steps down. She 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 jumped. Yeah, she, she beamed because she's a ghost. <laughs> she well, see that. that. There you go. It's she's not a, a continuity spirit. error. It's like Star Wars nowadays. Anytime anything sucks, you just say the Force. The Force. Did it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Why she's a ghost. Yeah. Know to stop the Force. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so Mary has taken a room at this uh, old rickety house that is run by landlady. I'm looking, trying to find her name. What is Satan Mrs. McMurder uh, Mrs. Woman. Thomas, the landlady. Oh, there she is. Okay, uh, yeah, Mrs. look at Thomas. that cinematography. So Mrs. Tom, and this was something that I found incredibly funny is that uh, the landlady is super. She's got a loose policy when it comes to baths. Like, <laughs> yeah. so you can take as many baths as Woo! you want, as I guess, long as I can watch. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it's a it's a question of like the water heater back then, especially in a larger house. I don't know, but I I missed the conversation. Yeah, I mean until, it would be you had to pay. Baths are expensive, you know. Yeah, get, that's when, a lot of water that you're. Using when you yeah, I mean, when when you have a, when you have a little kid and they like to take a lot of baths, you know, I mean, your water bill goes up, yeah, you know, or your heating sense. bill. But, but she's a woman living alone without a man, so she needs a bathtub with a faucet. Oh God! <laughs> you can. Oh take my God, Adam! As many baths as you want. The faucet is quite nice. Here he is. Watch my pearls. Oh, here, here Yay, we go. It's Lyndon. 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 Lyndon's my favorite character. He's the most lively of the characters. He does bring the most energy to his performance out of anybody in the movie, I would argue. By the way, remember when your grandmother had every single piece of furniture and item in this room? Yes. <laughs> and they were all coated in plastic. Yeah. Uh, but Lyndon, My grandmother never ran around in a towel, though. And she didn't look like that. Mm -hmm. But she thought it was that she thought it was the uh, the, landlady. the landlady. Yeah. And well, then, because and then of course Thomas, he, he it, forces his way in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't wait to be invited because yeah. Mrs. Thomas is supposed to bring up coffee and a sandwich for Mary, and so that's why she thinks it's uh, her. <laughs> but doesn't he speak? Like she can hear that it's a man right. on yeah. the other side of the door. But she answers in her little towel and then goes to I put her robe bit. on. Oh, this is so. He's like John Lear. Such if, a voyeur. If we were gonna if we were gonna recast this. Uh, oh, God. Dave, Dave Foley. <laughs> Hello. Hey. Oh. And some... you know it's the 60s when you get turned <laughs> yeah. on when, it, when she's in a full, you know, a full robe, but <laughs> yeah. just a towel dropping. Oh, I feel a tingling. <laughs> I feel a tingling. All right, so who, who would be fizzy. Mary? I'm playing pocket <laughs> pool right now. Oh, yikes. But so who would be Mary if we recast it today? We got Dave Foley as Mr. Oh, Lincoln. Judy Greer. <laughs> oh yes, I can't, I can't top that. Well done, yeah, Judy Greer. Well done, because yep. she would do the perfect amount of crazy. Uh, uh, it, yeah, she would. She would hit that note perfectly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, and John Lennon, like coming in. Uh, you just don't want to spend time with me, do you? You're not my supervisor. Like, <laughs> that would be amazing. And I'm trying to think the. Uh, cause, I mean, there's not. There's Mary 
him and the, the landlady. The, uh, yeah, the landlady. Judy Dench. Match Blake. <laughs> Sorry, you know who Match Blake is, don't you? Remind me. Well, she played she played Aunt So and So in the Batman series. Oh, 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 I can't remember her name. What was her name? Aunt something. I don't know. But they, you know, why they inserted her so that they had some feminine presence in, the, <laughs> in an all male household. The young, handsome man, yeah. older gentleman. <laughs> they would begin to raise eyebrows without. Yeah, I think eyebrows. Aunt Harriet. I, I think eyebrows were already. Uh, Aunt Harriet. Pretty much raised. Um, the ambiguously gay duo. duo. She's walking around like a slut, though. I mean, just in her. Under, I mean, come on. What a hussy. You know, <laughs> of course men are going to attack her. Well, yeah, she's clearly asking for it. I mean, my, my God. God. I mean, you, look at that se- you, those sexy underwear she's You wearing. can almost see a little bit of her neck. <laughs> you can see her ankles. Dear God. <laughs> Scandalous. <laughs> and her wrists. Yes, she's a complete whore. She has it coming, for sure. But, uh, yeah, so her Carvey has made another appearance in the uh, in the rental. Yes, the man has returned. Yes. Um, and it, we're we're, we're expecting him to be like, girl. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're picking up we're we're picking up the the um, the haunting aspect of it. Yes. Um, well, because she hasn't have an she doesn't have an episode yet. Uh, that I think that occurs a little later where uh, yeah, it ramps. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, and her episodes are basically she essentially feels like a ghost because she's talking to a lady in a department store. She's getting a dress fitted and tailored for her. And then she's like, Oh, I, I think I'd like to do this. And everybody that she talks to just completely screw you lady. Yeah. They don't acknowledge her whatsoever. Yeah, no, and that's she's only like, after the, Oh yeah. Yeah. In the, like, uh, they shake the screen a little bit yeah. and yeah. suddenly no one sees her. It happens twice. I don't quite understand why. But she comes back. Like, oh, she it, does come back. Yeah, she bounces back from these episodes that she seems to be having. And it, it, Would you like a gallon of coffee? <laughs> <laughs> and, and some I, sandwiches. I love this part because Mrs. Thomas is, is seeing that she's a little hysterical because Mary just saw the man in the hallway. And she's like, well, there's nobody here. The only man here is Mr. Linden, and he's down the hall. And so she's like, dear, you might not want to drink that coffee. It's going to keep you awake. And I loved this line of Mary. Oh, yeah. She's like, Coffee never keeps me awake. You know, it's like, <laughs> the horror, the dialogue in this. <laughs> and this is you know this the the landlady is Frances Feist, and it's unbelievable. She never did anything after this. Yeah. <laughs> what it was. Remarkable, yeah. you don't say. Yeah, yeah. Well, she died in the uh, the the big explosive sequence at the end. Oh, that's you know? right. That's oh, they right. cut. That's right. That was that was cut. That was cut. Well, actually, it's like you know, how the shark died from cancer in yeah. Jaws, but they had to change the ending. Actually, uh, we do need to take a break. But yes. when we come back, there is a little bit of that that actually did happen to this movie. Okay. So, yeah, well, so, I can't wait to hear about yeah, it. Yeah. So we'll be back in about one second, and we are back uh, with a slice of of just. Brilliant cinematography for you. Feast, feast this, on this. Would this be film noir? Um, or not quite. I'm going to say it's not film noir. Okay. Um, Sorry, because I don't. I, ensemble. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I think film noir and horror have to be separated. Okay. Because I'm trying to think off the top of my head of a of a noir movie that's a straight horror movie so for the hindsighters who might not be familiar with these terms what is film noir well film noir is a it's a genre yes. um it's really like detective films right yeah you know it's noir is is dark it's it's a bit gritty um it's black and white 
Well, I don't, yeah, it's funny because it's one of the, it's sort of like pornography. I, I, you know I it when you see it. I know it when I see it. Um, but it is, it's typically something that, that would, it's a subset sort of of the, uh, of the detective genre, although I'm sure there are people that would probably disagree with that. Yeah, it says um, a style of genre of cinema, uh, cinematographic film marked by mood of pessimism, fatalism, and menace. The term was originally applied by a group of French critics to the American thriller detective films made in the period mm. of 1944 to 54 and the work of yeah. like Orson Welles, Fritz Lang, Billy Wilder. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's Menace. They're here. There's, they have all the ingredients. There's definitely I mean, fatalism. It, 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 may, it may well be. If we know. could get some Frenchman to just say it's film noir, then, then sure. it would be film noir. Uh, it is yeah, film noir. Ah, Lyndon! Yeah. 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 We like Lyndon. It's very Je popular. Je t'aime, Lyndon. Je t'aime. He, he and Jerry Lewis. We yeah. love Lyndon. Oh, he is so scuzzy, and he likes to touch the ladies, and they don't like it. Oh, we love this in France. <laughs> <laughs> what was that impression morphed into something else? I was, it, it, it started going sort of a... Italianish. Um, it was it was Pepe Le Pewish, and then it turned a bit Italian. Yeah. <laughs> well, hello. I, just, I am from uh, Paris, France. Is, ah, ah, ah. Ah, ah. <laughs> I will count. So this is the he's, part where he tries to rape her. He's molesting this girl. Just be quiet over there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, ciao. Yeah. Let Let's be very very clear in this scene. Yes. Can you mind if I slip something in your drink? I yeah. And it. what does he tell her? It was like. Yeah, it keeps him in a good mood and makes him a happy working man, basically, because yeah. uh, and it's like 8 a.m. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Nothing and, like nothing like bourbon at 8 a.m. Yeah, he's in the coffee. Yeah, he's trying to, but she's covering her cup. And uh, later I made a note about this because she just keeps her hand over her cup. And that's that's something another thing that ladies have to deal with. Like when you go out to a bar, uh, you either get your girlfriend to watch your drink when you go to the restroom or you you keep your hand over your cup at all times to make sure that right, nobody right. can slip anything in there. So hey, that's not just, that's just, not just a girl thing. And we've talked about that on this show. But okay, my, my friend who, who ended up, uh, you know. I know, but for yeah. the most part, men don't feel the need to do those things like no, not, I not know generally. when I'm at the manhole I keep my hand <laughs> like you keep I mean, your it's, hole it's, covered yeah I, yeah, I, keep... <laughs> I wear a chastity plug yeah. oh smack that visual right I out of my head I the combination call a locksmith it's a mobile a mobile tower of power is what it is so Herc uh, Herc Harvey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're going dark. This is double film. pearl clutch. Double well noir. done. Well done. Herc Harvey, uh, which sounds like a 50s porn name. Because it would be like a porn name, but kind of 50s ish. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's a light porn name. <laughs> yeah. Porn light. So, Herc Harvey. Yeah. Uh, what about him? Herc. Um, oh, Herc. He, he, did, he did have that interesting. Uh, you know, event occur in a filmmaker's life where you make a movie. It's not very good. Huge financial failure. Um, it, although you didn't put that much money into it, but it, it just, it flopped. Well, it was $13,000 in 1962 yeah. and adjusted for inflation. That's 42 million. And God knows who chipped in and who was expecting their money back. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You know. um, was there an Italian contingency? In yeah. That? I don't yeah. Know. 
Uh, well, no, because Herc is still alive, or was still alive for yeah. a long time. He actually, when they did the big reunion in 89, I think, right, right, when the movie was sort of rediscovered, he actually showed up. He was in his makeup. Oh, he, and, that's and awesome. I, and I thought that, I thought that was kind of neat that, it's like, look, if you were a part of that, celebrate it. Enjoy it. Absolutely. You know, it's like people give, um, I saw somebody made a joke about Ernie Hudson, um, uh, Winston yes, from Ghostbusters. From Ghostbusters, yeah. And, you know, that he, he like, he was always trying to, you know, their their sort of implication was that he was always trying to milk it. And I'm just thinking, oh, why, why not? not really? Why not, man? Oh my gosh. I would live in that jumpsuit. I would just, that's, my car would be Ecto-1, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, if you're a part of that, if you're an artist, yeah, that, I mean, that, you know, yeah. And that's a way to really keep your career alive. Like Mark Hamill's taking a page out of that book as well. I mean, he's known as Space Dad on Twitter. He runs with the Star Wars stuff now. He was yeah. trying to get away from it for the longest, but now he's just like, screw it. I'm Space well, Dad. Well, Alan, Why not? Alan Hale Jr. He opened a restaurant called Skipper's and he'd always have a Did he really? With him. Oh, yeah. The skipper at a skipper. restaurant called the Skipper. Skippers, yeah, oh. and he was always the skipper, and he, and you know, like they would ask, "Were you bitter about it?" And absolutely not, because it it made him a huge celebrity. Yeah, yeah. And and here's I, the particularly pervy thing about Lyndon before we leave that. Oh yes. that seemed too like, far behind. Tell us more. Uh, Is that a guy? <laughs> I thought it was, you know what? I thought it was someone from Wonder Boys actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Look, yeah. <laughs> Just into collecting weird tricks, but uh, it's a shame she didn't make it as an actress because she is actually a, not a bad actress, and no, she has certain. I don't know. There's a certain appeal. Do, do you to see? Her. Do you see? Yes. The, the, here's like the transition. The, uh, they spilled something on the lens, and now no one sees her after that. It's exactly. Really bizarre. But it 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 returns to normal after a while. But yeah, please Lyndon nobody is, let Marvel know about this movie because <laughs> then it's public domain, so they'll make her into a superhero, and yeah, I, I just Black oh Widow. I mean, I I I don't want to see something. Uh, like Carnival of Souls, not get the level of, of respect that it deserves. Fair enough. You know. But yeah, the truly creepy thing about Lyndon, that even if you're watching along with us, you couldn't hear or see because we don't have subtitles. Uh, he barges up to her room and he's like, oh, I heard your alarm go off. I knew you'd be awake. Like, it's just so <laughs> and she's creepy. Like, and she's like fine with it. That's, yeah. what's so, that's what's so messed up. You're constantly waiting for her to say, Back Go away, I'm off. calling the police right now. Right. Yeah, like it, but she's just sort of, well, that's what feeds into my- Oh, that's just my, Lyndon. It, no, but that's what feeds into my theory about it being a fever dream as she slowly degrades into final brain death okay. is because she's a, like, you know how you have a dream and uh, you're running and you can't get away from whatever's chasing you. Or like I had a, cause I used to work in restaurants, Hindsiders. I had a server dream for the first time in a long time the other night where <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow was seated in my section with her kids. She wanted French fries and the cook kept changing what he was giving to me. And so I, the order kept messing up over and over and over again. And in the dream, I can't do anything about it. And that's how she is in this movie. Things just sort of happen to her and she kind of, she runs away at times, but she mostly just lets it happen. Yeah. She's a victim the entire time. Yeah. So I wonder if that's like. You're right. She, this whole dream could could have taken less than four minutes. Right? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. that you typically dream what, for like eight minutes uh, right, before right. you wake up or something? Well, I don't remember what the stats it, are on it, that. It, I, I really, really like the interpretation of it as, as a dying image, you know, uh, because suddenly there's no plot holes anymore if that's the case and it's almost like death the whole time is sort of in a hurry 
Yeah, and even and the, is like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, die. Yeah, already. the lights are slowly yeah. going out one by one, and you yeah. see it sort of in the pacing too, because at first it's very logical. Like a lot of dreams start out that way because in you jump. In dreams, you just appear somewhere after a while, but sometimes you have something more logical. And in the beginning, she's in a car. She knows she has to take right. a car to get to Utah. And it's she's anchored. moving. Yes, it's anchored yeah. and it's logical because she's starting her life over. She's doing this. But then as the movie goes on, you just, oh, she's back at the carnival all of a sudden. And it doesn't really show her getting there well, or making the decision to, to go. to drive there. her to the carnival. Yeah. She gets fired from her job. Everything begins to fall apart. Her car is. Is beginning and, to the transmissions going, and she she's compelled, right? She's drawn to it, right? You know? She doesn't um, really want to be there. She's just morbidly fascinated by it, but yeah. she doesn't understand why as of yet. I was and, trying to see if they if they did the same shaky effect. Well, and what when she comes out of it, which is she's about to. They did not. No, I did distinctly know. Okay, they all right. Did not. Well, because her, her kind of dropped the ball on that one. Well, he's about to make another appearance because she wants. Or, or, or that effect costs like ten bucks, and <laughs> we're not doing it twice. <laughs> we're out of money. <laughs> Could almost fix another bridge for that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so what? Maybe I missed this. What's the significance of the bird in the tree? Because both things that bring her back to this semblance of reality. It, there's this one tree in the park and a, a lone bird just singing a song, and. That's what grounds her and transitions back into her being able to interact with people and then being able to hear her. I, I don't so I know if there. Was I don't know if there's like a, guys no. I, I don't know if there's like a specific literary. You well, know. Well, I did notice that both times when she came out of her trance, there was a bird. There was like a, a bird singing. That's exactly what I'm saying. Singing, and I was wondering if they reused the exact same footage. <laughs> oh, they absolutely did. <laughs> but. Because both times budget. it's a bird, like because right. with this one though, I don't know the significance of it. Because in most literature and film, like crows always, uh, they're uh, omens of death, uh, and so they that's have a purpose. So unfair but, to crows. I know that's racist. It but, is. Um, it's racist to crows. It is, but it didn't show the bird in this movie, so I don't. I can't figure out the significant significance of it so i was wondering if i'd missed something no it, it's a good observation and and now Pardon me miss you look as though you could use some psychological help <laughs> yeah, come to my private office i know and i will service you i yeah. was waiting for him to rape her too yeah she's she's <laughs> kind of she's kind of um you know <laughs> she finds herself in potentially compromising I, situations i would not want to chaperone her to the cotillion no it would be no. that would be a stressful evening no. How many times did you get raped tonight? <laughs> Chaperone, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I dropped the ball. <laughs> Next fall on CBS. <laughs> oh, no. And the way that she's even sitting in his office, they're both, it's almost like a stage play because he's sitting behind her, which is awkward in and of itself. And she's sitting in a chair next to him, but she's ahead of him. <laughs> Facing the same direction. How much would you pay to see Bob Newhart sitting there? Oh, my God. And then, oh, my God. That, you tied Stop the, it. You tied the universes together because she, it's a dream for her this whole time. And he can be like, something similar happened to me once. Yeah, yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. In fact, that's who we should, in his prime, replace Herc. With, yes. With Bob, Bob Newhart, Newhart as the man. Oh, that'd be great. Hi, I... I I, yeah. I was just thinking we, we should be going. We got, uh, yeah. you're, we're late. You're dead. For, Did you know yeah. you, you are? You know you're dead, right? <laughs> 
Tracy, we've been over this. Uh, we diagnosed you. Oh, Bob Newhart. Four months ago. Such, such a legend. Seriously. That's why I have his tattoo, right? <laughs> Big old Bob Newhart. Uh, we on my, on my butt. <laughs> we were in the Navy together. If, if you were there, you'd understand. Um, so in a sort of typically early 1960s uh, zeitgeist, um, the woman is sort of immediately thought to be crazy. Right. You know, because that was that was kind of the uh, or hysterical. He's hysterical. Spe- yes. He specifically uses that word, uh, uh, like at the park, because so the man manifests when she bends down to get a drink from the water fountain, and <laughs> she stands back up. The way you said that, bends down to get a drink. <laughs> when the, no, the man, man manifested when she bends <laughs> down. <laughs> oh my god! I just manifest. <laughs> It, I'm manifesting. It, it happens. I'm manifesting. Come on. I'm arriving. We're only human. Girl bends down, we manifest. <laughs> Soyas, this is Apollo. Prepare for docking. Oh my god. Sorry for so, I, I manifested a little early. Sorry about that. <laughs> happens yeah. to the best of us. I'm really tired. It's been a stressful day. I was really drunk, you know. Uh, but so she You don't get this in a Leonard Malton review. <laughs> no, you do not. When she stands back up, uh the man is standing next to her, having manifested rudely in public. you I'm surprised he didn't get arrested. But uh it's actually a different person and she runs away and the doctor just sort of catches her by his by her arms and he's like, Stop, calm down now, you're being hysterical like and just shaking her in the middle of the park. So well, yeah, you know, uh, actually, I think we need to do a word tales on the origin of the word hysterical. Let's and do it. And I get to do it because yeah. I'm the woman. <laughs> because because you know where hysterical comes from, right? Tell the hindsighters. Well, uh, I'll tease it because we'll do an episode. Just mm. think of the fact that hysterical and hysterectomy are very similar. And we'll leave I it at have that. Never connected those two things. It literally means woman crazy. Yeah, no, hysterical is woman crazy. A man, oh, technically, okay. if if you use the old literal word or meaning of the word, it is crazy because you, her woman parts are all acting up. Oh, yeah. she's crazy. No, I've heard all of that. It's just that I didn't realize that that's what the mm-hmm. what it translated to. Yep. That's crazy. Yep, it's it's um that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So women and lefties have been slandered with words. Those are two words we shouldn't use anymore. Lefty? Uh, well, we shouldn't use hysterical because it's it's horrible towards women, and we shouldn't use sinister. Now, explain about that one. Cause... Sinister means left-handed. Mm. Does it really? Yep. Man, my English degree was useless. Yes, it was. Anyway. Moving on. <laughs> uh, so was Herx. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He ended up a, a haunted carny. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, he... he to his credit, he had a vision. He saw this place, San Salt, uh, Salt Air, Salt something was the name of this part, uh, this, this sort of recreational area that really did exist. Okay, in the Salt Lake, um, which does look like that, and it's weird as hell. Um, the the colorized version of this is actually kind of worth watching. Oh, I, I don't seen know if you've it. ever have to rewatch it in color. Yeah. Uh, the Rift Tracks guys, when they did it, they did the colorized version. I need to watch um, the Rift Tracks version. Oh, it's it for sure. You have to, you have to watch the live when they did the live show version. It's, I'd love to do yeah. that. Um, so, get it. so, so we're there. She's in the carnival yes. area now and weird things start happening. Like, Such as things, like, things like start little, moving. The gongs start moving. And then she's on the slide 
and a mattress goes down the slide. <laughs> Some homeless man's mattress. I'm looking mattress. at this up there. It's like, something's about to happen. Something's about to happen. Something's about to happen. And whoosh, there's there's Henry, Herc Henry, <laughs> whatever, throwing th- a mattress down. Herc Harvey, I think, my Herc God. Harvey. I think the Rift Tracks guys on the, I think it was on the live when they did a thing where that was Nick Nolte's uh, mattress. <laughs> oh, man. Mike, Mike does a great Nick Nolte. Um, but the... The location was a a real place. It was, you know, it was a tourist thing. It was designed to, you know, be a hot hopping tourist spot in Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, excuse me. Um, yep, saltwater bathing. Did that yeah. look like her? I'm just wondering if they, it, if they were they put them together. Like I think that. they did a little bit. Yeah. The yeah, ladies yeah. on the sign. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that was just good fortune. Yeah, on their part. Um, I'd kind of like to see this place in full swing. It would be. Well, that's the thing. It's inherently creepy because if you've ever seen the Salt Lakes. No, I've not. They're like, if you ever fly into Salt Lake City and you go over, um, you fly that way and you see the whole thing. And it's, it has a very weird vibe to it. Oh, yeah. And that might just be me. I mean, I'm sure there's people in Salt Lake City who say I was crazy. Um, You're being hysterical. Yeah, I'm being hysterical (laughs) and sinister. Um, But, um, but it does. It has this kind of weird vibe to it because it's like it doesn't feel right you know all of utah you feel like you're going back in time right of course um, because it, it is an inc- for many reasons <laughs> well it's an incredibly ancient place whenever i was there i remember i was on the phone with lj and we were talking and i was looking at this mountain range outside of the hotel and okay. i wanted to know what the name of the mountain range was so i looked it up and it was a wikipedia article and i looked at it and it said the age of the mountains was something like 15 million years over 50 years old and i realized those mountains hadn't exist well by the time those mountains came into uh being dinosaurs had been dead for what 35 40 million years right like holy crap this is an old place yeah and it feels like you know um and that's where skinwalker ranch is in utah in the uh in the northern parts of utah it's a it's a weird place and so the movie I feel like it actually does kind of channel the vibe that I actually felt there, you know, and I think that's pretty impressive. And maybe it's because it was a local director. I don't know. It's possible. Oh, God. So, yeah, she tosses a penny. And, randomly. Then, and then that's on the screen. And I sound like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. And the, and the weird thing is, if she doesn't see it, is it really scary? I, <laughs> you know, she, she threw a penny and the, the body was yeah. down there. She didn't notice and walked off. <laughs> like, you got to splash a little bit there. Come <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> that was a waste of a water effect. I hate this job. <laughs> yeah, so Why did I take this career? There you go. It skips back. I mean, I know you don't always want to see people traveling to and fro in a car. It's a waste of film, honestly. But it starts to skip, like where she she's at yeah. the carnival, and then all of a sudden she's back at uh, the rental. Like, and so, and Lyndon, of course, he finally succeeds in taking her out on a date uh, later in the movie, which is the most uncomfortable, it's awful so scene. Awkward. It is. I I I get like. Like my Cringy. skin crawls yeah. watching the scene with them uh, with, with them on their date, but I wanted to say we I, I teased uh, at the uh, before the break about there being some sort of a an error losing film stuff like that. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. According to Herc, there supposedly was another reel, and the reel contained elements like 
Uh, I think there was like a, a, a whole sequence with like the the dead in a in a dance hall dancing, and there was there was other. They stu- did dance in this movie. Uh, it was uh, different, different more dancing, dance. different yeah. dance. It was it was stuff that that established a little bit more what was going. It was on. a safety dance. <laughs> but apparently, this the real dead don't dance, and if they don't dance, and they're no dead of mine. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this real though. Um, contained these sort of exposition moments that would have made things make more sense. Oh, okay. Supposedly. And they lost it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was overexposed and ruined. Now, whether or not I believe that, eh, you know, maybe. It's a, it's a convenient Yeah, it's a know, convenient excuse. out. Yeah. You can always say, oh, there was a reel with all the stuff that would have made it good. Yeah. But but, but I lost that. Yeah, that, yeah, oh, that was overexposed. The developers, those damn developers. <laughs> oh, she's about to play her pornographic organ music. Yeah, it's oh. like, I couldn't, and she's all <laughs> over the place with the damn organ. Like, it's clear that she has no earthly idea how to actually play this <laughs> instrument because she's just, like, going everywhere with it. Yeah. And, can you rock out on an organ, my God? Because Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, yeah, you can. A good person can. Yeah. yeah. Good Deep person. Purple. Yeah, machine. Okay. Yeah. Um, the one thing about the movie that I think it sort of screws up, like you yeah, see, you this see possessed this possessed look she gets doesn't make sense to me either. I think there are several continuity errors as far as that goes because it's like okay, now she's suddenly possessed. But see that it's like you said though, there aren't really mistakes if it's a dream. Because yeah, okay, maybe this happens now. It's just a random sequence of events. And she slowly just unravels. Yeah, yeah. A, a high hypoxic um, a hallucination. Uh, well, what I was going to say though is what I think makes it kind of fail a little bit is you know she sees things like you know cast out the devil, and there's this implication that she is being followed by evil that wants to do bad. Uh-huh. And if it's a dream, that's fine. Because that would be her interpretation. Death right. is evil. It's yes. coming after me. It's going to kill me. That's bad. And I think that makes it only a good movie if it's a, a dream or hallucination. Because if it was real, I don't understand the evil part of it. Yeah. Like, is death evil? Is it being deliberately hurtful and, you know, trying to be scary? And yeah. kind of pulling it off in that shot. Yeah, that's really spooky. The man coming out of the water. Yeah. Cause it's thriller. <laughs> the water, the 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 water sequences with the hot topic uh, staff. <laughs> um, they don't. They don't actually. They're way too thin. They work at haunted houses um, yeah. uh, in October. And also, you can tell this movie was made in 1962 because none of them have Jack Skellington tattoos. <laughs> well, none of yeah. them are overweight with Jack. Skellington That's true. Yeah, tattoos. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fat girls with black hair get tattoos of me. <laughs> Gotta love it. But yeah, she's just like. She's going like Elton John on this organ, and meanwhile, the dead are all. I mean, yeah, there's like overcrank with the waltz, and it. There's nothing worse than meeting a girl who can't play the organ. I know, right? right? It's just like, come on, you know, use your hands like this. Yeah, right. It's like I'll still sleep with you, but (laughs) just let just lay off the organ. Yeah. And let me do the work. (laughs) Be in my movie. (laughs) And here we go. Yeah, see, he's helping her. Look, he oh, stops. But He's then it transitions back profanity. to Profanity. Yeah, profane, sacrilege. What are you playing in this church? Have you no respect? Do you feel no reverence? And he's just... <laughs> That's where it became Footloose, right there. Yeah. yeah. Gotta yeah. cut Footloose. But she wasn't dancing. 
Yeah, she wasn't she was, dancing. But she was, you know, she well, was no, tickling she, the, 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 the organ? keys. Yeah, tickling the organ. <laughs> maybe they just didn't the mic Maybe they just didn't mic her when she was singing Highway to Hell at the same time. <laughs> you know? Singing Detroit Rock City. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Rock and roll. Um, but yeah, well, no, she's instigating dancing. That That's even worse because those kids wouldn't be dancing if she wasn't playing that satanic music. My gosh. I feel like. Oh, good. She's got her copy of the great organ classics. Don't leave without those. <laughs> nope. That's those... a riff track show. So she gets fired. She gets fired. I mean and fired. she Yeah, she she leaves, slowly leaves the church, which may be a ship because there's like a thing back there to tell the engine room to go faster. <laughs> yeah. If you look carefully, there it is. Say, or he just likes to pretend he's a steamboat captain. Well, is sometimes. it an engine order telegraph? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he, he does the toot toot sound on the organ and he uh, play, doot pretends doot. being a pirate. He's steamboat With Willie. his leather chaps on. Oh my. <laughs> hey, he was at the bear trap this Lyndon. weekend. <laughs> Lyndon's just he's waiting. Smoking a, he's smoking a doobie. Our favorite character. He's waiting for Mary to get off work so he can take her out for a drink. Well, and... back then they used to roll their own cigarettes so yeah. it looks like he's smoking yeah. a doobie but it's probably all tobacco. Not wacky, just tobacco. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, are you stalking me? That's so that sweet. Would be super. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, that was a kind of thing that was considered romantic back in the day. Like, I think you told a story like this on a previous yeah. episode where it's like, oh, yeah, my husband used to follow me home from work every day. And it's like, no, it, was so... a, it was a comedian I saw. Who, I, yeah, I can't remember me. his name, um, but he had he had a bit about like hearing his grandfather talk about. And you're, I met your grandmother. She wouldn't have anything to do with me. And I, I went to that flower store she worked at every single day. And she, she finally <laughs> agreed to go on a date with me. <laughs> We've been married 50 years. And he's like. You stalked her Dang, and, bro- right. and and just broke her down. She basically has Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, we're at the most uncomfortable scene in movie history. Uh, that is not beer in those bottles. He, and he does not know how to pour beer because he's just pouring it straight like a soda, the he, way some people do sometimes, and he, it's infuriating. He's pouring it like a, like a guy who works uh, who, you know, in a, in a dinner theater company. And is trying to be a tough, you know, yeah. angry yeah. drinker. Um, yeah, why why don't like you tell us what's about his drinking? Yeah, what's what's going on in this scene? Okay, so he takes her out for uh, an adult beverage, and Mary is being standoffish and aloof. But she's afraid to be alone, so she's using him for company so that she can feel safe. But and she's right. He thinks she's running hot and cold on him and being a tease, and he's kind of aggressive with her about it. He's just kind like, well, yeah, like <laughs> he's rather aggressive yeah, he's, with he's her about aggressive, it. Yeah. And it, it, this throwaway bit right here, where another guy at the bar sees the date, and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to go talk." to Let her. me he's have like, a shot at her. Yeah, like, I'll break her in for you. It's like, does that really happen? Like you're out on a date with a girl, and a guy like comes up to you, and he's like, "Hey, let me see if I can steal the girl that you're with." Like, yeah, that that's, is, that's 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 a foul. Yeah. That's a foul. Party foul. Hey, I'm going to go steal your girl. Well, she is the only woman in town. Well, that's true. As far as I can tell, who isn't like 80 years old. Yeah, the only woman under the age of 80. Yeah, so she's a hot commodity. I think think that happens. I think guys get competitive over women. (laughs) Well, no, sure they do. But to actually declare it, though? Yeah, because guys have done that to me in the past where, like, I can tell that each, like, one of them is trying to compete with the other to see if they can take me home. But it's never, hey, see that girl that you're with? I'm going to take her from you. It's right. not like they it's take not off a, a glove it's, and it's slap you in the face It's with a covert it. challenge instead of a, Yeah, exactly. Instead of an You want to ride the snake? You don't throw the glove down, right? <laughs> exactly. Wait, I was trying to do a Top Gun or a uh, Iron Eagle reference, but that came out sounding yeah, dirty. Right. Actually, sorry. Like, that's different. Uh, oh, well. Um, 
<laughs> so she's she's going a bit off the rails. Yeah. And the creep, the really sad thing is that Lyndon would probably be considered charming if he was more <laughs> conventionally look better. If he was better looking conventionally. That's a good. Speaking. If that was Dean Martin or Brad Pitt. Oh, girls would love it. Like yeah. Eliza Schlesinger has the best joke about that, where she's like, "You never see a girl in a bar where a, a hot guy's hitting on her, and she's like, ew, get away from me, you male model.' That never happens. So." It's the fact that he's average looking that's basically saving her from being. Well, I don't know. Assaulted. It's 1962 in Utah. He might be a good looking man. You know, I mean, I've Slim seen Higgins. the I, I have seen the other men in this movie. You and know? he is yeah. he's better looking. I don't know that I'd say the, the psychiatrist is better looking than Lyndon. Um, well, remember, he's older, but you do remember what the budget was for the yeah, male actors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they couldn't Zero. afford Dean Martin on that budget. Well, and only one got paid. Yeah, yeah. If he was more conventionally attractive, he'd probably not come off as creepy. Yeah, is, it's, it's a sorry that. state of. Well, no, society. you're right. It, yeah, if it was Dean Martin, it would be charming. Yep. Oh, come on now. Like, it just oh, it, keeps, it keeps me focused. It makes me a good employee. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Ha ha, Dean Martin. Being liquored up is so great for my <laughs> career. All right. I'll take a splash, yeah. Dean. That's all but, right. But when Lyndon says it, it doesn't come off that way. Because, like... <sighs> imagine the breath. <laughs> just oh. imagine. He, he hasn't even hit a consonant <laughs> I know. yet, and her eyes are already, like, oh, cartoon Oh, God. X's. You can imagine tears welling on her eyes. God, your breath would stop an oh. elephant, man. <laughs> She's not actually, that wasn't her cue. She's hallucinating from the breath. <laughs> and they just went with it. That's what causes the next episode, actually. They couldn't afford to do the wobbly thing. So they yeah. were like, Lyndon, breathe in her face after you're all liquored up. <laughs> That'll make her into a ghost again. It's amazing that old ladies have always had old lady houses. <laughs> you know, like. I, I, That's I, the most substantial thing you're going to say all no, night. No, I'm just saying I'm looking at an old lady with an old lady house. It looks like old lady houses when I was a kid. And I always assumed yeah. that when they were younger. They had more youthful taste. Yeah, no. I guess old ladies are just old ladies. They're born that way. Oh, here we go. This is this is this the is scene, a cringy scene. This AFI was was torn. It was either the kiss at the end of Casablanca or this. <laughs> and it was it was tough. It was a tough call. Yeah. You know. Um, ultimately, you know, the bogey people, they maybe, I think, bribed some folks. So yeah. they, they, they got the win there. But um, we're I about know. to ramp things up again into sort of the third gear of her hallucination or whatever is happening. Yes. Um, and that's going to begin with a scene that we will pick up after we take a quick break. And we'll, we will be back in about one second. And we're back. Yeah. Hello. It's good to be back. I smell a rape. I smell a rape. <laughs> what does rape smell like? This. Whatever this movie is. <laughs> it smells yeah. like a and lavender this movie, lubricant. This movie does seem like it has a smell. Sort of like a musty, <laughs> you know, like the like your grandmother's attic smell. Musty lavender. <laughs> musty <laughs> lavender. lavender. <laughs> That's my porn name. <laughs> I mean, Mine is just I don't, Jade. I don't have a very successful career. Musty <laughs> Lavender yeah. and Jade. Yeah, there's one part of Eastern Europe very popular, but everywhere else, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, thanks, Latvia. Uh, um, Move the chest to drawers <laughs> somewhere in the house now. She's, oh, yeah, so she throws him out. Well, after so, he makes and the it. reason why is because uh, he's trying to put the moves on her, but then when she looks in the mirror, she sees that it's her Harvey, the, the man. Yeah. And he's kind of like you, he's, from his he's makeup. He's nuzzling. He, yeah, he's he's rather close. And, he, was very, uh, he was very nuzzling. He's, he's kind of like uh, 
rotted, uh, I guess, from their makeup. It, it's supposed to indicate that they're dead. Like, all of the mm-hmm. dead people who are waltzing and dancing at the carnival, they have just, like, this black makeup. So, you, I guess they're yeah, supposed they're... to look decomposed. Yeah. And I... But you look up and a decomposed face is yeah. gnawing on your neck and you're just like, ah. And she, so she freaks out and kicks Lyndon out. And he's like, oh, this bitch is crazy. No, Get out of here. It isn't, she doesn't kick Lyndon out. Lyndon leaves. He leaves. She yeah, wants Lyndon right. to stay. She, she's like begging your, him to you're stay. Right, you're right. Yeah. And he's like, oh. Sending this. him mixed emotions yeah. or mixed yeah. signals. Yeah. You know? Go. Well, stay, we've all, we've all go, dated girls stay, like that. Stay. Go. You know? Stay. I mean, you know, how many times have I heard the, oh, there was a horrible dead guy biting on my neck thing? You know, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, just I get it. If you don't like me, just say it. I just tell okay? the people that, you know, the fellas that there's a bat in the attic. Hey, you want to come over and help me find this bat? <laughs> <laughs> hey girls i'm just saying girls have wacky excuses for kicking guys out or inviting them over <laughs> gilmore I, girls I, fans will get that joke i don't i don't know what i would say in that scenario <laughs> <laughs> well you've removed a bat before from i have house, so. I rescued i rescued you rescued him yeah. yeah yeah i said um, you removed him yeah i did say you hurt him see that that just sort of depends on a you know your age and how let's let's say eager you are to please the woman because <laughs> you know you want me to do what no <laughs> no you want me to do what no i'm sure there's some other guy out there that will do it for you oh you goodness know. um but this was so sad the doctor came down and told the landlady she, she was having mental health issues and the first thing is i hope she gets out of here yeah they both have oh, yeah. zero sympathy yeah. for her they're no just sympathy. like she's strange. I know, well it's like you said adam i mean she's under attack by everybody everybody, everybody in yeah. this film yeah and she just keeps falling victim and well, once again, it seems like every character is driving her to the carnival. Right. It's inexorable. It is. She she is going to go there. There's nothing she can do. And she seems to know it. Right, right. You know. Right. Um, and, and that's the other thing is that she's not even, like, fighting it. She's just trying to be normal. You know, like she's yeah. not raging against the against this. She's not really taking any action to stop it. Yeah, hence the helpless feeling of a dream, and, yeah. and everything breaks down on her, or somebody's terrible to her. Like even her car won't let her escape this town. Right. So death is it's closing in on her just in different ways, in like different symbolic ways. Like everybody's treating her badly, or there's just no means of escape for her. So yeah, she goes to get her car fixed and. Uh, per Wonder Boys, I bet she could fit that. That car's a tank. She could fit a tuba, a suitcase, a dead dog in the back of that trunk. Just you like could, the ads. You could fit. You, you could fit Iron Man and Spider Man back there. Oh, oh my you god! Could. You could, especially then, if they cozied up real close. That's what together. I'm saying. Then you know, I mean, in the suspension, it would just be like you know, in those old cars. Well, I got to um, play the well, organ somewhere I love else. a good period movie. Where did they get all these vintage cars though? When they shot this, <laughs> yeah, they were just on the street. Yeah. <laughs> Because it was, it was look at the, I, I love these cars when you see them stop suddenly. Yeah, it's like lurking. And I'm texting, I'm texting Jade. I'm like, ask Josh, how often do they let the customer drive up onto the lift? They do not. And then they and might then, have yeah. in sixty two. In sixty two, they and yeah, then, lady, come on. Because somebody had to be, you know, the spark that. So, you know, inspired that rule of, hey, maybe we shouldn't let right. people up on the list because if they fall out and break their neck, then it's like, I'm going to stay in here. Can you just I'll just ride the lift up? You yeah, know? Do you mind if I well, just I mean, yeah, here? it's sort of like you, you can't take a um, a gas can full of gasoline on an airplane. 
but someone had to come up with that rule, yeah, and there some, was a reason why. Right. It's because somebody did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so she goes for an oil change. I, I uh, believe his name was Ricky Nelson. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw oh. that in. Look that up, hindsighters. Google it. Ricky Nelson and the airplane. Big, and, and, you know, was he in the same plane as the Big Bopper? I can no, never remember that. No, no, no. <laughs> so, no, that was different. Well, and this is another thing that, and it might just be an error on the movie maker's part. What? <laughs> well, no, 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 but it, it could lend to the fact that it's a dream or it could just be a mistake because she's up on this lift, like you mentioned, Adam, and then suddenly she's walking on the street. No, but then, watch. No, no, no. You get the again. Someone releases the hydraulics. The car drops. Oh, it does. And I then she opens that the door and gets out. Yes, yeah, so watch. Oh, she sees the man. Okay, there. I missed this when I was watching and, it last night. And then the someone opens up the the hydraulic relief, which causes the car to, to drop down. Oh. And then. Well, never mind. You just dashed my whole She gets theory. out and runs. And someone with little tap shoes. Hey, <laughs> that was my joke. But you can you can have here. See, look, see, look, releasing the. I guess that's okay, hydraulic yeah. release. You know, that's all I could think of. They lower the car back. In. Okay, I must have gotten up to refill my drink or something when I was watching this because I completely missed this oh, part. Oh, man. Is there like hydraulic fluid all over the damn shop floor now? That's going to take forever to clean. My you, God, yeah. You know, like who wasn't paying attention at the shop? It was probably Kyle. Probably was Kyle. You know what? God. You know, if it was Kyle's name on the deed, he'd pay attention, <laughs> let me tell you. Exactly. He's going to pay yeah, for that. Look, she opens the door. She runs out. Oh. Okay, you're right. And out oh. the door she goes. And then she ah. runs through town and... And she's not running yeah. particularly fast, yeah. but you hear like tap, 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 tap. It's almost like a tap dancer dub this running scene. Run, riding like the demon that haunts my dreams. Next fall on CBS. Yeah, so she's running around, and what's what's she seeking? She does find a bus because the car. Yeah, she wants to leave town. Yeah, she wants to leave town, and like the car has been, you know, lowered back to the ground, and I guess they're not going to fix it fast enough. So she's running to the Greyhound station. Well, let me let me just say this, and um, here, see, look, look, there's the oh there's, yeah, there it is, getting her little that that, that was in the budget for her to get the wavy lines, and now nobody sees her again. No, um, the uh, the guys from Rift Tracks. Uh, pointed out and it's absolutely true if you watch it she does them like the most dangerous movie stunt in history <laughs> coming up i'll point it out okay i'll i'll, I'll interrupt and, and point out when she <laughs> when she's like i don't think they would have let them do that today yeah because um, um we do need to start wrapping it up because mr brown does oh, have yes, somewhere to yes. be this evening uh, yeah, so um yeah so she is trying to get out of town but she's drawn back to the carnival and nobody can hear or see her at the moment. So she goes back to the carnival and the dead rise out of the water and they start to chase her. And she dies under mysterious circumstances, even in the dream, because she's running across the sand and they're pursuing her and they're about to overtake her and she falls, <laughs> which is just so, <laughs> it's damn typical woman. Like she even took her heels off. You'd think she'd be able to outrun them, but well, uh, you know, I mean, you, you don't know what's going to happen on that day when you're chased by zombies. That's true. You don't know. She just falls. We, all, we all would like to think that we're going to be the ones who don't no, fall. No. You don't know. It it's happens. so dramatic when Here she we, falls. She's just sitting there like writhing in the sand like, no, they're coming to get me. And well, it's just so over the top. So she's running through the bus terminal. Yes. Uh, or station. I don't know if it's a terminal uh, or not. Uh, it gets on the Edgar Winters tour bus by mistake. <laughs> uh <laughs> 
god, that's that not mine. I, well that I okay. that it was still good. Reference. I cite. I steal. <laughs> I steal, but then I cite. Yes. But no. But uh, coming up though, in the shot in the alley, pay attention. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought when about the, this, the car that to when the van her. almost hits her. Yeah, because I was like, "There's no way she didn't do that." And it, that holy shit! No, she did. Yeah, it, yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the movie up on you know full screen so uh, everybody can see. Yeah, that that is an incredibly dangerous stunt. You're totally right. You have to trust that driver, and it's not like they had Hal Needham on. Location. No, it wasn't. Yeah, I was about to say it wasn't Hal Needham. I would have trusted Hal Needham, but anybody. Oh, special. Stunts done by Tony. <laughs> like, you don't know who's driving that car. And they may not, may not have even had permits. That might have been a real driver that they just Yeah, it might, it might have of, been. You know? It's possible. Yeah, the, the car stunt coordinator. Uh, had, oh, here it is. Here it yeah. is. So she's waving at the van, waving please at the stop, van. Oh, stop. my God. Oh. <laughs> Which, I mean, okay. If she had, if she had hit, fallen. Oh, she would have been. She, uh, he, was, he, was go- he was going to drive over her if she oh, fell. Well, man. because he can't see or hear her. But that then that's on her for jumping in front of a car when she knows that nobody can sense her. No, but I'm just talking about the actress in the scene. No, I totally yeah, understand yeah. what you're saying. But in the context of the story, that's on her because she shouldn't have jumped in front of a car when nobody can see or hear her. So uh, we do need to wrap it up. Right. Yes. Uh, now. Uh, this is a movie that uh, is available on YouTube. It's public domain. So go watch it for yourself to actually watch the ending. But we, we can sum it up by, by saying that the dead um, overtake are, her overtake her in, and, a, in a dance and, sequence, and it, much it, like Thriller. Yeah, it, it is a, a thriller. A thriller. Yeah. yeah. Um, at the Still carnival, she goes to the carnival. <laughs> she sees the dead people. She tries to get away from them. She fails. And, and then, then we sh- and then we see them. At the bridge. At her hometown. In where, the, yeah. Where she originally crashed in the car, and she actually died alongside her friends. Yes. So she's none of the, this she's really still happened. in the car. Yeah. Her fever so dream she, has so come she, to an end. And I honestly think now, yeah, I, I'm I'm going to fully endorse the... Uh, you like, like that? Not I fever dream. Like it. It's not a fever dream. It's, no. a, it's I know. A, what da- is, what, a dying what, hallucination. Or, yeah, but yeah. no, you had a hypoxic... Hypoxic hallucination. Okay, yeah. there you go. It just reminds me of my fever dreams, so that's why I was calling it that. Yeah. But yeah, here's the non-distinct bird. He's about to chirp her back into existence, but she gets overtaken, and then you find out she was dead the whole time. Whoa. What but, a twist. So, um, Jason, I think you're the only one who can Alpha Seinfeld us on this one, because this is the first time it, we've never, seen it. Never it's heard a, of it before. It, it's a five, because, yeah. I mean, it's... It's yeah, just I, as good now I didn't as watch it, it when then. I was a kid. I think the first time I saw it was probably about 15 years ago. Uh, okay. in, fact, in fact, no, I, but still, that's a long enough time ago to yeah. see. Like, did it change? Well, did it evolve actually, for you it, at all? It may not even have been that long ago because I actually have a DVD of the Rift Tracks version back when it was just Mike. Okay, which was like ten years ago, 10, eleven years something. So yeah, I would say in the years since, I might actually appreciate it more as a movie. Um, Especially think, now with the hypoxic hallucination. Yeah, I mean, the first time I saw it, it was just a bad movie, and I was it was fun and funny. There was no substance. And, to yeah, it. there was no. Yeah, substance. she and Betty Davis could have an eyelash yeah. fight. Like <laughs> God. Um, I I I think you're right. I think it probably has become more of a real movie. So yeah, I suppose I'll give it a seven. Yeah, All right, very nice. Enough. Yeah, straight. Five and you for know me. how hard it is to put together any oh, film, yeah. even a bad film. Yeah, the work that it takes. Yeah, I mean, they did it. They made a movie. They did. They sure did. Yeah. And as I was watching, I was thinking, wait, we got to get $13,000 together and make a movie. Well, and, and you know, the other- Or $32 th- yes. million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. <laughs> well, and like, you don't see boom sh- uh, shadows. You don't see, like, no. technically speaking, they- They, they did a decent put job Put lights in it. places, had a camera, filmed it, recorded the audio, 
edited it together. They made a movie. They yeah. did. You know, so they did. to me, this is the ultimate uh, turn for her demise. That I, when it comes to her hallucination, yes. is the one, the one safe place, the one haven she has throughout this whole hallucination is the doctor's office. And then, of course, her Harvey ruins that too by putting the man in the doctor's place. It's I feel not, like that's a phrase that was uttered a lot in Utah in the fifties through seventies. Her Harvey ruined that too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, Herc. I didn't mean it. That's not what I was saying. But uh, he's, you know, he's finally taken over even the safe haven that she has in this hallucination. The doctor. Yeah. He overcomes the doctor. But yeah, so this was a trippy movie. And Adam and I definitely had a lot of fun uh, making comments back and forth, as you saw. You should should publish those. (laughs) We'll do a blog post. It wasn't nearly as spicy as our Holy Mountain comments. No, no. Because we were too scared to watch that one alone. We had to like. (laughs) Those would be like, you know, commentaries by Napoleon. Someday, someday people will look to these for spiritual guidance. These will be anthologized along with Darth Jader's notes and research. (laughs) But I think a little bit on Sidney Berger. You know, with the you know with, with the post, it would be valuable. You know, the guy that put together the University of Houston. Yeah, the I don't per, see why not. Pervy yeah. fella. We yeah, read a little so bit about him. Well, bring us home. Hindsiders, right. this has been one trippy ride, or like the same Wonder Boys. Man, I bet that book of yours was one nutty ride. That's how <laughs> I felt about this movie. I I genuinely enjoyed it for what it was, though. So, Jason, thank you for bringing this into my existence. I appreciate that. Well, you're very welcome. I'm it's, a better person now than I was, you know, yesterday. Yeah, this, like I said, it's a movie that I think people people should watch. Yeah, Yeah, agreed. So go check it out on YouTube or wherever you want to stream. But if you want to see it for free, go on YouTube. So, um, Hindsiders, thank you for joining us for your hind uh, hind time, uh, for your drive time, your (laughs) listening time, your hypoxic hallucination time, your floating heads time. This has been Darth, Adam, and Jason with Hindsight. And good night.